most people are obsessed with visualizing and analyzing their data. But before we can do that, we first have to extract it, cleanse it, organize it, and store it. Then we get to do all that fun stuff. You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, my name is Miles Biggs. And I'm Alan Reynolds. Alan and I are proud to be your hosts for this podcast. In each episode of Test, Learn, Grow, we'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without any further ado, let's have one of those conversations and jump into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Test, Learn, Grow. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Level's own Jordan Grace. Jordan is a data manager here at Level, and he has been with the company for a decade, 10 years. So he's a smart guy to begin with, but that means he also has all of the Level Agency secrets and dirt over the years that we could pry out of in one of these podcasts. But I'm excited for this conversation with you today, Jordan, all about data how to extract it and use it. And we're going to dig under the kind of under the hood and say, how, right? We say that all the time. You should have an intelligence dashboard. You should, you know, do this, do that. And once you have the data, you can make all these things happen. And it sounds good, but you and your team are the people who actually make that a reality. And so we're going to dig into just how we do that. But first, I want to let you intro yourself a little bit and tell the people, what does it mean to be a data manager here at Level? What's your, what's your day-to-day like? Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's a, a pleasure being here and yeah, it's diving right into it as a data manager, pretty much it's it's pretty much everything and anything data related as basic of an answer that is, I would say it's coming from the, the beginning of the funnel, extracting down data, cleaning it up into a format that can be used and then providing it out, delivering it to specific people within the company so they can optimize or analyze specifically what we're trying to do here. And then hopefully creating better practices throughout the company and allowing us to make better decisions. Awesome. So you mentioned starting at the, the top of the funnel. And so to me, that makes me think of where we even start our sort of data relationship with clients. And I know I hear this quite often when I'm talking to prospective clients or current clients, especially when we just begin the relationship with them. A big pain point for people, sometimes the lack of transparency to their own data that they have from their agency and that's often a big driver to get them to leave an agency and gets us to talk to them in the first place. And so we are trying to overcome that preconceived notion that they're not going to have access to things that we might say to them, hey, just trust us, it's working, when we know that's not how we operate, but that's how other people operate. And so one of the first things you and your team do is work to unravel that preconceived notion and get r- really familiar with the client's data through something we call a kickoff, right? It's easy as that. We have a data kickoff in the beginning of our client relationships. So let's start there, right? We're walking to a data kickoff, Jordan. What, do you, what are you trying to get out of it in your seat and understand so that we can get to that end outcome people want with the, the beautiful business intelligent dashboard? What are you looking for in that meeting? Yeah, definitely. So around that whole subject, we actually take a step back before we even get to that kickoff. One of the main things we like to try to understand is actually what data sources the people or the clients are utilizing. And then from there, we essentially are providing them with questions around their data sources, anything that's coming through, current reports, everything around that, just so we get, I want to say, that higher level at the start. 
Then whenever, now fast forward, getting into the kickoff meeting, whenever we're about to get into that, it's more of answering any of those underlying questions that we we're still trying to identify. One of the key things or the beneficial things is a lot of our clients typically use the same type of systems. And when I say the same type of systems, I mean on the advertising level, right? So usually they use like the big core four being Google, Bing, LinkedIn, and Facebook, right? So usually those are the current four that we automatically pull in with additional ones that we have set up being like TikTok, Snapchat, and so forth, all of the new big upcoming advertising channels. We have actually all that automatically pulling into our system. So we don't really need to actually have any, I want to say, conversations around that level. What we really need to do in pulling from that kickoff meeting is actually diving into the deeper end, identifying what we are allowed having access to if there's any like new custom connections that we need to extract from or data sources that potentially can't actually extract from, meaning if we can't hook up an API or have a connector directly integrated with that. So basically what would happen is if the custom options come into play, so we aren't able to hook up an API or a specific connection into the service and they need to hand it off a different way, that's where in the kickoff meeting, we'd have to sit down, talk with them, and identify the process to basically provide that data. In some cases, it's usually through an SFTP process, which is just a, a secure method of basically transferring files over to us. So if there are any like sensitive information within that file, we can receive it through that securely and not have to worry about anyone kind of being a middleman or a, basically getting that data in any other fashion. So with that, then we can be utilizing basically a handoff procedure so then we can get that data into our system and then providing it in basically a, a organized method that can be displayed within our dashboards. And the one thing actually you, you mentioned earlier about basically clients or potential companies that have issues where they don't get a full transparency around their data. That's actually the one thing that we love to actually supply is that data. And that's usually within our BI tool right now that we're utilizing is ClickSense. And within those dashboards, typically we provide an actual area or what we call a sheet that gives you a breakdown down to your ad, down to your keyword, down to a geo-specific metric. Depending on what type of information you're looking for, we can always provide that on a higher level or lower level, depending on what's needed. So that's where taking a step back, before the kickoff meeting, that's where we like to actually identify any existing reports. So we can look into that and see what they're used to and see what they need. And then going into the data discovery, we can also kind of dive into that into a higher level, figure out what they're actually looking for, identify their KPIs, and also kind of work with them, maybe give them something that they haven't had. That makes sense. So going to that kickoff meeting, you're going to have a picture of their ecosystem, understand where their data sources are, hopefully have some access to it to understand what questions you might have for them. Then you ask your questions and then really we're trying to understand, all right, we've got our data. What are we trying to do with this data? What are we trying to learn that we don't know? What have you not gotten in the past that you'd like to see? And then your team works to make that happen and create that intelligence dashboard that serves them up what's important to them and how they're going to measure success, you know, of our, how they're going to measure the success of our relationship, the marketing relationship. Yeah, exactly. So all that makes sense. I still want to dig a little bit deeper into some of the how, right? Because it sounds really easy. Do you know what I mean? We just like, I want to copy paste this URL. The feed's going to pull in. No biggie, right? I know that's not how it works, but <laughs> you know, 
I know there's ways, like you mentioned, encryption and the safe storage of data. You have to clean it up. You have to make sure it's, you know, it's all kind of similarly formatted so you can make sense of it and then produce those visuals in the dashboard. So let's talk a little bit about how the, you know, how the magic happens, right? Like what are, how do we do that? Is it, is it as simple as just sinking a feed in or not, right? Let's, let's talk about that process. Yeah, that's actually, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head, essentially going towards it's, it's always seen as like a simple process, but there's a lot of moving parts because we're talking about a giant funnel here where you have one piece that's doing basically the extraction. You, you have one piece that's doing like the cleansing, storing, and then providing. So typically just the I want to say on a technical level, we typically call that like an ETL or an ELT, meaning extract, transform, load, or extract, load, and then transform, depending on how essentially you process your data. So with us, uh, the way actually we have our system set up is actually what I always consider an E lowercase T. So we do a little bit of transformation bits in between. And I can kind of start from the beginning, but the easiest way to really like think about this is let's let's just think about it as you're setting up dinner, right? First thing you, you're doing whenever you're making or you're you're thinking about dinner, you you, you want to think about what you want to eat, right? You have to identify first your recipe and meal that you want to create, and that, that's essentially what that kickoff meeting that we were kind of going through before is kind of describing. With that, we we basically build out a layer that we call the data mart. Data mart is essentially your one-stop shop for all reporting, where all the data is finalized. It's what you pull for a report, or it is being utilized within our BI tool, ClickSense, or, or the dashboards that we utilize here. Then from there, we actually back to the beginning of the funnel. So again, we have the meal identified. Now we have to basically identify what creates that meal. What's the recipe? What, what's the ingredients to get there? So with that, again, that's where we have that kickoff. We identify all the data sources that they're utilizing, how we can pull it in. Now, with that, we start shopping, right? We identify the ingredients. We know what we're trying to cook. Now we have to do the extraction or the shopping, what I want to say, of the, the groceries. So that's where we start out. That's the beginning of the funnel. We go shopping. We extract the data down which we utilize two different systems. There's a third, bar, third party tool called AdVerity that we utilize here. It's low code in a way where it can extract a bunch of different sources. We use it mainly for our core advertising structures. I will say it's really nice just because of the fact of you don't need to update it whenever an API comes through. It, it's already automatically updated. And then there's another system where we actually use Jenkins. It's a CI tool, continuous integrations. Basically, it runs Python scripts for more customary extraction. So if you remember when I was saying about there's no API connection or like a connector directly to it, then typically we have to set up that Jenkins connection. That's where we'll set up a Python script that will go through to like an FTP or do a Selenium automation, which Selenium automation is basically web scraping in some cases. That's the entire extraction layer, right? So we're utilizing two different systems that kind of do that shopping for us. They pull down all those grocery items. We now have everything in basically what I want to call like a, a mishmash of just uh, your shopping cart, I guess I call it. Then from there, we store all of that information or data within what we call the data funnel or the level data funnel. So earlier I was talking about the data mark. That's actually the final 
piece of the level funnel. At the start of it is called the staging area. That's more of like a raw environment where you store all of your data in essentially what I like to call a pseudo data lake. But just think about it as just you just throw all of your data in one location and it's unorganized. It's just a mess. But the reason why is because there's just it's just raw format. We want to keep everything in the rawest format that we can because then we can come back to it. So in this stage, think about this as like your refrigerator. We're storing all of your all of your data, let's say groceries within our refrigerator or like your cupboard. Yeah, I was gonna say, talking about things being a mess, felt a little attack there, Jordan. Like my, my pantry <laughs> is a mess. I don't know how you know that, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely true to your metaphor here. Everything's just thrown there until I I need to take it out of my staging area to build my recipe. So I'm tracking. Yeah. It. So then with that, if you remember whenever I was talking about like the the whole acronym of ETL or ETLT. Yes. At this point, we're now in the L stage. So we loaded all of our data in. So the extraction was at the beginning. Now we're loading all the data in. And now we go through a process to transform your information. We clean it now. So all of your, I want to say, groceries are kind of brought into the house. Now you need to either clean them up or actually store them into an organized format. I really, what I want to say is, you're saying about your pantry being a mess. I'm hoping that at least you put things in somewhat in a similar fashion where you're not like putting your bananas with your canned goods and then like some of your, your milk within the cupboard or something like that. You want to kind of keep it organized, right? You don't just store it all in one place. So now we get into the warehouse layer. That's essentially where we organize everything out. We clean it a little bit more so that it's somewhat relatable between each system. Because the thing is, when you're pulling data from all these different data sources, they don't relate. You have to make them relate. So that's essentially the cleaning process that happens there. We have to essentially make things one-to-one. -one. So for example, like we extract down Google Google ads and then Bing ads, and then we, we merge those together. Again, there's two different advertising systems. They have similar information such as different metrics and whatnot, but they don't always line one-to-one. -one. So then we have to come down to that conclusion. And that's where we talk to the clients, talk to each of the cross-functional teams here at Level and identify exactly what these metrics mean to them. So like diving into that, cleaning it out. And then basically, once we have all that data cleaned, now we're ready to cook. We have the recipe, we have all the information. Now you basically combine all that information down uh, on an aggregate level, depending on what dimensions or what type of filters or segmentation they, the client wants to see and or what the internal teams want to essentially report off of. You aggregate that down into what we've been calling a datum. And then basically right there is your final meal. Everything's cooked. Everything's cleaned up, ready to be served. And then it ships off into essentially what I want to call your your dinner table being the dashboard or whatever reporting services you want to do. And then you eat it, you analyze it, you figure out what's what's working, what's not, what can you change to make it better, and so forth. Wait, well, you can be hungry. I'll start there, Jordan, all this <laughs> food talk. You kind of alluded to a question I had, right? Like you eat it and you decide and you analyze and decide what you want to change, you know, following this cookie metaphor. When I'm cooking, I've got a recipe, but sometimes I go rogue. I'm like, I want to throw an extra of some red pepper flakes and spice it up this time, right? Assuming you can't just do that with the data sources, or can you, right? After I analyze it, if I decide I'm missing something or I don't want this anymore, 
how easy it is, is it in this process to tweak this recipe that we've been building in the data mart? Yeah, no, and that's a fantastic question. So if you remember, whenever I was talking through the entire funnel, we have like that staging environment where it's like the raw format. And then you have the warehouse that's kind of cleaning it up. And then basically it depends on what type of where you want to essentially spice it up, I guess to say. So in some cases, if you're just looking for a new type of report, so for example, we have like an advertising performance report. Typically, a data mart would be set up on that data set. And then you'd have another, I guess to say flavor, or another data set that would be like geo performance. So that'd be a different way to kind of look at your information and break it out. And then if you need it to be broken out into a similar fashion, like another ad performance, Typically, what best practice would be is actually just generating out a whole new data mart because all this that really is, is aggregating all of your information down into a smaller format because the step before on the warehouse layer, you're dealing with millions and millions of rows. Well, on the data mart level, it aggregates all the information down and now you're only dealing with 100,000 rows. And with a computer or computing power, that can take a good bit when you're having to query against or use millions of rows versus 100,000 rows, you're going to definitely get a different, I want to say, response time. To kind of dive into what, what you're, with what you want to do, like spicing up the recipe in a way, typically I would recommend diving into it and creating out a new data mart and then providing it to either a new dashboard or a whole new service. But if something needs to happen way beforehand, again, luckily we have all that raw, raw ingredients set up on the staging layer, so we can actually just change it. And things will modify throughout the, throughout the entire system to provide you with what you need. So I want to say a pretty modular system when it comes down to it. And we can kind of piece things together however we feel and wherever needed while keeping everything secure and actually making it so things don't communicate to other clients, I guess to say. Because I know that's right. also one of the biggest fears is with clients having other clients' information all stored in one area. How does that affect you? And you don't want anyone else to really have access to that. Yeah, what's coming up for me as you're talking is I think when most people look at an intelligence dashboard, I think the initial tendency is to look at the value of that dashboard as the as the information itself that you're seeing to analyze, right? Like this is what you can see, so this is what you're attributing value to. But hearing you explain this process more in depth, it really sounds like so much of the value is driven in the pulling, cleansing, organizing of that data and putting it into that staging area so that then you can put the ingredients together in whichever way you want to create that dashboard. I think we take for granted, I'm going to keep with our food analogy, metaphor, whatever it is here. You take for granted all that shopping that's been happening at the quote unquote data grocery store and that somebody organized your pantry so you know exactly where to find stuff to to get cooking. All that's taken for granted because we don't see that. We just see the end product but the end product's impossible without all this working about. And that's where so much of the value lies because you got to do that to get that ultimate end goal. So it's interesting. It's, it's not an often, you know, no, not, not many people get fired up to talk about millions of rows of data. (laughs) Like you do, I can see your eyes lighting up as we're talking. So this isn't talked about that often, but I do think it's important for folks to understand the work that goes in and where that value is being created along the whole process. Yeah, definitely. And, And just to add on to that, yeah, just with being provided everything, we live in now a big data world where essentially we're constantly just siphoning data. I want to say right now it's pretty much around 
think 15 million rows per like week in constantly growing within our company. So we're just constantly pulling in that data on different types of levels. Right now we have set up, and I mentioned this slightly, but like on ad levels, on geo levels, on different demographics, on keyword levels, there's different ways you can always splice out your data and look at it. So that's why it's always important to have that conversation with your client and kind of break out essentially what, 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 with what you want to look at and how you want to look at it. And, and with, with what you were questioning a little bit ago with adding flavor, that's what we have to constantly do. We have to live in that data-driven world where you're looking at something just because it looks good in one way doesn't mean it always looks good in another. So you always have to keep configuring it, making sure it's still working. Can't just plop down a template and just say run with it. You got to make sure you're always working with the best data you have and keep it moving and aggregating it out onto what I want to say a smaller level or just a cleaner level. So as people are listening to this and they're maybe they're not millions of data like we are, but they're thinking about data in their organizations, maybe questioning how their stuff is stored. Is their pantry clean and organized, so to speak? Where do people start? Like you, you, you inspire somebody listening to this that they want to dive into the data project to better understand where it is, cleaning it up, organizing it so that you can use it more. Seems like there's a lot of places to start. And there's probably not just like one, like you can only start here, but I'm just curious with all your experience, what you have found to be the best place to start. And so we can send people away with that as an action item and where they can put this to use for themselves. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic question because I, I mean, I, I will say, like I, I have my hands in a ton of different technologies and whatnot just to get where we are. To be honest, you don't even need all that really to get started. You can just use Excel. Really, like all you really need to do is kind of extract that data down, look through it, see what's important to you, flag those different, what I want to say, dimensions and or metrics. For those that wouldn't know what that means, a dimension is basically your way of filtering your data down and then a metric being like a way to measure your success or measure out something, uh, an effort that's applying. So with that, you just want to extract down your information from the source that you have it from, identify those dimensions and metrics, and technically right there, you already started the, the shopping process. You identified what you want, you identified how it needs to be, and then you can group it. You can run a pivot table within Excel to kind of aggregate that information down, and right there is pretty much what a data mart is. It's just pivoting that information down to the lowest form that you need it and supplying it out to whoever wants to see it or whoever needs to analyze it. So it's it's very easy to get into. It's just very, there's a lot of moving parts once you want it to get into an automated process like we do here at Level. Yeah, and that's the key, right? You can certainly start in Excel, like you're saying, to get an understanding of what you have available to you to then make that decision about where do we automate? Where do we start that process? In which case, unless you've got, people like you on, on their staff, you know, and know all the things, most likely you're going to look, look to a partner like a level or, or somebody else that can help you make sense of it so that you can spend your time focusing on other things inside the organization. Exactly. Um, so I think that's great advice. Well, yeah. Jordan, I loved having you. You know, it's not often, like I said, you see somebody's eyes light up over the word data, but you're, you're twinkling over here and it's, it's made me excited about data, which I never thought would happen. <laughs> so thank you for your time and your knowledge. And folks listening, if you are curious about this, you want to learn more about it, as always in our show notes, you can click on the email address we have there or newly added. We got a phone number in there that you can text to me 
yours truly, text Miles with your data questions and I'll get you in touch with Jordan is what I'll do. But reach out to us. We'd love to help you if we can. And we'll see you next time here on Test Learn Grow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test Learn Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information about what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. And do not forget to rate and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.